Travis Barker of Blink-182 is one of the most famous drummers there is in the world, and most people will never get a chance to photograph him on stage. But today's photographer on Behind the Shot was able to camp out behind Travis during a live performance at the Fabulous Forum in Los Angeles, California. The result? One of the most iconic drummer images I've ever seen. Today on Behind the Shot, my guest is Adam L. Macias. <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Shot. I'm your host, Steve Brazel. And today, I've got a special guest for you. When I first got started in live music photography, there were a handful of photographers that I went out and I found on social media, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, that I followed for inspiration. And this particular guy has inspired me from the moment I found him. I follow him today and literally each and every day, a photo goes up on Instagram, on his Instagram stories or on uh, on Twitter or on Facebook or somewhere that makes me go, oh man, I wish I had shot that shot. This guy probably, not even probably, I think in the music industry today, especially for the up and coming bands, he inspires more photographers than anybody else in the business. And in fact, he has more followers than some of the bands that he shoots. It's amazing. He shot for A Day to Remember. He shot for Lindsey Sterling. He shot for uh, All Time Low, Bring Me the Horizon, uh, I think Slipknot. I mean, this guy is shot for pretty much everybody, and he's a fellow cannon shooter, which makes it easier. So I just got to say hi. Yeah, and he's pumping his fist right now. I got to say hi to Adam L. Macias. Adam, how are you, man? Good, Steve. Thank you. Thanks for all the kind of words. <laughs> uh, believe me, it's all That's true, cool. too. You, you, um, you do so much for the photography industry, which is part of the reason I find you fascinating. A, a lot of my friends, one of the, you know, some of their big things is who gives, not just, not just humans, but, but industry and, and companies, who gives back to the community? And you give so much back to the music community. So let's find out a little bit about you. First of all, where are you from? Uh, born or grew up. How specific you want to get here? Yeah. Well, where are you at now? Where do you reside? I live in San Diego. I grew up in Wisconsin and I'm born in NorCal originally. So Okay. So but you're San Diego based now. I'm San Diego. Yeah. Okay, eight so years you're here. down there with our friend, Alan Hess. Yes. Um, Alan is here. Uh, so many great photographers in San Diego. I, I'm not sure what it is, but you got a lot of great venues in San Diego. Oh yeah. A lot of good venues. And it's all the people who can't handle LA. We just come here. Yeah, which makes sense. Now, yes. you, you are, I call you a live music and tour photographer. Okay. But, but you're really way more than that. When people come up to you and say, what is it you shoot? How, how do you describe what you do? Um, I think I'm pretty confusing when I try to describe. It's hard to describe to somebody who doesn't know the bands. I just say musicians. I just say, I just do portraits, lifestyle, candid, just what, basically everything, but with musicians. So you so, are a tour photographer and you're a live yeah. music photographer, but you also do their promo shots. Yeah. Their portraits. Um, right. Some of your portraits, both on stage and off stage or backstage portraits are, are, uh, there's, there is one of the few groups of on stage or backstage portraits that really tells a story in a tight close-up. Well, thank you. I love and, that. You're and, an educator. Uh, educator. Um, basically anything involving music and like teaching people I'm down with. Well, some of your education though, isn't music. Like you did a, you did a thing for Kelby one for Scott. Oh yeah. 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 yeah that's true. Um, warp tour. W what was it you did at warp tour? You did these sessions or. 
Yeah, I just did like basically had like a tent every day. So I'd hang out with a bunch of people. And then I had the workshop I did every day, which was called, you know, anyone could be a photographer and be a photographer, which is basically kind of the mindset or the, my approach to being a photographer. And that class is what I ended up doing on Kelby as well. And, and one thing I just went down and I spent some time with you in San Diego, helping you out with a thing you did. Yeah. I find fascinating because <laughs> you literally will just do a pop-up meetup. I mean, you'll yeah. just announce on social media, Hey, I'm doing this meetup at, at, at Balboa park in San Diego on this day at 12 noon, come down and join me. Mm-hmm. And then you set up uh, a bunch of different shoots and, 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 things that they can do, you know, shoot uh, a person dancing, um, you know, shoot something backlit. So these challenges as they were, you do it on Instagram too, actually, but you did it live at the meetup. And then for hours, people would come in whenever they could leave whenever they needed to. And you stood there for hours answering people's questions yeah. just because you like to do it. Yeah. Well, the idea is that everyone shows up at once. But <laughs> in reality, it didn't work out that way. So I ended up saying the same thing eight times, but it was fun. So I have some learning to do there. But yeah, that's the idea is just, you know, we did it on Instagram. Then we did it on real life. And now I'm working on the app. So hopefully we'll see how it goes. Other things you do. Yeah. Product guy too. And that's one of the other reasons I wanted to have you on. Okay. Because you're fascinating in the sense that uh, you've got your own products. For example, a lot of photographers know lens bracelet. That's you. Yeah. Yeah. Bracelets. And then your, Oh, you've got one on. I mm-hmm. don't have one. So it's um, okay. Uh, your magazine. Tell me about yes. your magazine now. Uh, I think uh, it's basically all the photos that are my favorite that, I mean, some of them are published, but most of them aren't published because they just don't really fit what magazines want. But I saw magazines and basically all they're doing is selling posters these days. And I was like, I could do that, but I could give you a little more story and a little bit more, I don't know, story to it. So, uh, it's, it's good for photographers. It has like the technical info and then it's good for people who like the bands. It's got photos of them and it's got a little handwritten story to go with them. So it, and, it looks like this. Oh, you've got one. Perfect. And that's volume them. three, right? Yeah. This is the third one. So yeah, photos, things like that. So you put photos, you put handwritten descriptions, which is brilliant. And then something I've heard people debate and that is you give all of your EXIF data. People debate that. I, you know, I put EXIF data and when somebody asks whatever, yeah. If what's this, what's if the this debate? You, what's that's the other what side? my question is. But I've had times where I will give something out and for, or I'll ask somebody and photographers will go, well, I'm not going to tell you that because you won't learn. You need to learn to do it on your own. And I argue with them that everybody needs a starting place. Uh, that's a weird, starting place that's a weird is your reason. settings. Then, yeah. then help them. I mean, why not help people, right? It's my secret F-stop. You can't know it. Yeah. <laughs> it's my exactly. secret. It's an F-stop that only my Canon has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No other Canon has That's it. so funny. Yeah, I, I've never understood it. So let's get into your shot here. Before I bring it up, mm-hmm. um, I want to talk about this for a second because okay. this is something that most people will not be able to shoot. I mean, let's just start there, right? This is a shot that it's not like you're going to watch this episode and you're going to go out and you're going to try and recreate this shot. Most people are not going to, to get an opportunity to do something like this. And I yeah. want to get into that story a little bit. Okay. But, but let's set it up. It's Travis Barker. Correct. Uh, tell me a little bit about Travis Barker. He's, he's a drummer. Yeah, he's probably the most well-known drummer in the world. I think he's one of the few with the exception of, well, with the exception of Dave Grohl, but I think Dave Grohl doesn't drum 
anymore. So I don't know if it counts, but um, uh, yeah, he's one and of the most biggest. people would know Travis from Blink 182. Yeah, Blink 182. He plays with a lot of other people, and I think he has a lot of respect because he's just really good at what he does. Whether it be you know, he just drums all the time, and I think that's why people have so much respect for him. He's kind of like, you know, he works very hard, and it shows. And I think that's what everyone kind of is. And I, I one thing I love about Travis Barker musically, I, I photographed Travis twice, I think, both times with Yellow Wolf. Yeah, and uh, Travis is one of those drummers that can switch like that from Blink 182 to mm -hmm. hip hop to literally a jazz beat. And he practice, he practice, he practices everything. Like, I think I agree with you. Like a dater member had him do a song with him and he practiced for like a week until he get it perfectly right. And then he'll do it. So he just doesn't, he's very, very works very hard. So he's a perfectionist basically. Yeah. He, I mean, everything he does, he wants it to be the best, which is what, I mean, I respect him as a human. I don't really drum obviously, but I respect him as just, being good at what he does. So let me bring up the image. This image is amazing. You don't use titles for images, right? There's no, you know, uh, candles in the dark. Nothing no, like no. that. No, no, no titles. No. So here's the photo. Okay. Um, that is this it. photo. I, ah, man, I've got so many questions on this shot. First of okay. all, this is at the, the fabulous forum in Inglewood, California. For those of you not from California, it's just outside of LA. Very, very famous venue. Originally, mm -hmm. you know, the Kings and the Lakers played there before Staples Center opened. Um, tell me a little bit about this shot from an exposure point of view. So you're a cannon shooter. What body was this shot with? Um, either the 5D Mark III or the 6D. I'm not sure. You, I didn't look. <laughs> uh, you know what? You sent me EXIF data. So let me look. It, this is the 6D. Okay, it's from oh, the oh, and actually, yes, you sent me the axis data. I had a question for you on that even. Yeah. First of all, this is one two fiftieth of a second. And when I talk to people about concert photography, I, I tell them whenever I walk into a show, mm -hmm. one of my default settings, if I don't know the band or I don't know the venue is I, I set my camera preset it to one two fiftieth of a second. That's my, that's my okay. go-to start point. Um, mm -hmm. You shot this at F 1.8. Oh yeah. What the heck? What? <laughs> I got to use it. You got to use that. You got to use that. Why? But it is tack sharp. So when you're, I want to get into why you're and how you are behind Travis Barker on yeah. the stage at the forum in a minute. But when you pull up your camera and you look through the viewfinder yeah. and you're looking at this scene, yeah. does it not cross your head the shallow depth of field of 1.8 and think, <laughs> you know, maybe I better go 2.8 just to be safe. You could have missed this shot that easy. Well, I did miss it a lot before I got it. So kind well, explain that. I, well, I wanted at one, I wanted at one eight or one four or whatever. Cause it's a, it's a 20 millimeter fixed lens from Sigma and it's really hard to shoot in backlit situations, which is what this was. So which really saved me is, I don't know where I focused on this image. I don't know if I can look that up, but I'm going to guess it was like his neck or his torso where that highlight line is. So where I'm the guessing, contrast line is. Yeah, I'm guessing I grabbed focus there or did it manually. I don't remember what I shot, but usually I'll, I'll even do live view zoom in and grab it. So usually I'll grab focus and then just shoot the same shot over and over. And I think I shot this freehand, but it might be on a stick. I was shooting with everything back there. So I'm not, I don't, I wish I could remember everything, but basically it was grabbing focus, then staying in the same spot, then shooting the same shot over and over until I got it. And I missed it a lot too. Um, 
So, you know, I grab it, grab the focus and then shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. And then the lighting, that lighting was really fast. I think I gave you the continuum of images. So you can kind of see how it goes from like, not so great, not so great, not so great. All right. Cell phones or lighters are in there. All right. Then you get that nice spotlight on Travis while everything else is dark. For new photographers, especially live music photographers, but not just, and that's one of the reasons I do this show is that yeah. helps landscape photographers, you know, uh, wildlife photographers as well. You, you picked your focus. So you, in a sense, you pre-focused and then you let off the focus. You, don't really, you have to, you kind of have to, I think. And then you just trusted that he was going to be in a close enough spot at one eight to shoot it, which is, is brilliant. You, you, you shot a bunch of them to make sure you didn't spray and pray, but you shot enough to know that you got the shot that you needed. I is, I think that it's a lot of luck. Um, did you know what, had he been putting his hands up like that? Did you know he was going to do that? No. Lucky. That's uh, just yeah. amazingly. And here's what I, I love about this shot. There's, there's a couple things about this shot from just a pure image point of view that I dig one, the symmetry, right? Drum yeah. sets are not perfectly symmetrical. Oh yeah. And yet because of the fact his elbows are up almost mm -hmm. in a perfect line. Yeah. He looks cool. Straight. And then the, the, um, I don't know. I'm assuming they're cell phones. The yeah. They're cell phones. I don't lights in the crowd. Yeah. That could have gone wrong. So for example, you know, the old rule, try not to intersect something with a neck or a head. Had you been at the wrong angle, those mm -hmm. could have gone through the middle of his, his head or his neck. They land perfectly. So well composed. Yeah. And I think that, I think that when we go back in and we discuss each part, like it's easy to say, you know, really well thought out, really credited, but like not to like downplay myself, but a lot of it is just luck. You know what I mean? It's like a lot of it is experience of what might happen and experience of how it might happen and kind of just, going with what you feel is good and then getting a little bit lucky. Like it's, it's, you know, do you know what I mean? It's like, I could take credit for all of it, which I think it goes into like, obviously everything I've learned up till today got me here. But at the same time, a lot of it is just, you know, putting myself in the best position to get the shot. Well, you could say luck, but, but I think you're, you're more onto the point when you talk about everything that you've been through to get you here. Yeah. Um, you, I'm guessing had no clue that the two other members of the band would yeah. happen to be standing completely symmetrical on each yeah. side of Travis. I mean, okay, that's, that's a crap shoot and it happens, yeah. but, but your experience got you to this framing. Yeah. So, I, think, I think a little lower, it would have been worse if I was lower. I don't really think I could have been much lower because he has big bass woofers. He has big speakers behind him, but yeah, if it was lower then you know, it would have been worse. I like that it's up higher. Which you may not have had control over even. Yeah. That's, hey. that's one of the beauties to me of, of live music oh, yeah. photography from a photojournalism almost aspect is that you've yeah. got to photograph what's in front of you and you may not be, I've, I've had people say, man, if you'd just taken a step to the right. So you do a lot of black and white. And, mm -hmm. and one of the reasons I find your black and white inspiring to me is a lot of people do black and white and I love super high contrast, uh, et cetera. But you managed to really get a great, uh, um, I don't want to use the word exposure, but just a great balance okay. in your shots on black and white. How did you convert this to black and white? What, what software did you use? I just use Lightroom, just Lightroom. And then 
I have a few presets that I kind of click through to see how it would look if I use that. And then from there, I kind of do my thing. So um, now are they your presets? Or are they something you got from somewhere? Or? Uh, I started a long time ago with Visco to learn how, when I didn't know how to use Lightroom, I used Visco cam presets because it kind of taught me how everything works. Um, prior to that, I had just used Photoshop in the raw editor and I don't have like formal training, I guess you'd say. So I don't really understand everything. So I had to kind of deconstruct it. You know, it kind of goes the same way when somebody asked, you know, what settings were on your camera. It's the same kind of concept. Like, well, what editing does this do? And then when you can see how it works, then you can kind of work backwards. So I did that and now I have a few of my own, but they're, they're just like very basic. And so, um, so you use notice as a, as a starting point and then you adjust and tweak yeah. it to, to your yeah. heart's content. Basically. Yeah. Um, you said you took a lot of shots in that spot. So mm-hmm. getting behind Travis Barker on stage cannot be easy. I've shot bands and I've shot mm-hmm. on stage. Yeah. And a lot of bands are no, 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 no. You don't go there. Yeah. Uh, that, that was the case. <laughs> well, but it couldn't have been cause you were there. Eventually. So you want to know the story? How yeah, long? Yeah. How tell, long tell me, it? Give me the, the short version of how you ended up with Travis Barker, not killing you for being behind him. Well, I mean, it kind of goes back like years, to be honest. So tra- our relationship of meeting him and everything, but it comes down to uh, seeing him maybe like 10 or pl- plus times until he kind of remembers me. He meets a lot of people. And then he ended up hitting me up to use one of my photos in his book. And that was when I was like, all right, next time I see him, I could probably say, hey, and I'll understand who I am. And from there, um, I, wanted, I went to their first show in San Diego because I live here. And I worked for a day to remember, and I wanted to shoot their set, but they have what's called a media blackout on their first day, which is basically like, Hey, we're still getting stuff right. Um, we don't want this photographed yet, which just totally makes sense. And, um, I didn't, their photographer was like, yeah, come shoot. So I was standing side stage ready to shoot and I got yelled at by their security and they're like, get out of here with your camera. And they ripped my pass off and sent me out, which is their job. You know, I'm like, I'm used to that kind of stuff. I'm like, all right, whatever, nothing personal. Um, so, but I, I felt bad because I don't, I tend to try not to do stuff incorrectly for people that I want to work with or people are, you know, anyone, I, I try to keep it legit. Um, but fast forward, that was the first two shows of the tour. Fast forward to the last ish two shows of the tour at the forum. Uh, Travis came up to me and was like, Hey, I heard you got kicked out on the first day. Uh, we'll get you shooting at the forum. So uh, you'll be good then. I was like, all right. So, um, that day I just told the security, I was like, Hey, I talked to Travis. And then from there it was kind of just like, was it the same guy? Yeah. I mean, he's there, he's always there. Um, and I even saw them like two days ago and they wouldn't let me shoot. So it's really just about, um, getting, it's about seeing Travis and having them. Okay. Me. Um, and, and there's a lot of like rules to how it works, you know, sometimes you have to go through management or press and it doesn't matter how good of friends you are with the band. There's just like a correct route to do things. Right. And, um, there's no wrong. The band isn't doing anything wrong. That's just how it works. So, um, and I don't, I don't want to, I want to do it legit. I don't want to sneak my way up there. So, and especially for a day with fire, um, you can't be on stage for certain songs. You can't be in certain places. And if you are, you'll either a get hurt or be their pyro person will see you and won't fire the pyro. And that's a lot of money lost on the production end. So, um, for that day, um, uh, Travis said it was cool. Told the security, went to a certain place. Uh, I was pretty nervous, but I basically go up on stage at the beginning of the set and just hide behind him and then kind of vibe it out. I had set up a remote camera that day too, shooting over his shoulder. And, um, there's actually like two other photographers back there with me. So I'm not alone. Um, he has, he has like three photographers. 
And um, also, I think Mark Hoppus's wife and son maybe were there. But everybody's just kind of chilling back there. And then for the fire songs, I just basically have to stay there. And then when the pyro songs are on, I can't leave the stage. So I have to stay there and then leave during a song without pyro. And during the pyro, I have to make sure I stay right. Like there's like a big speaker behind him and I have to stay kind of behind it. And then I poke my camera up on a stick to shoot him. So in some ways that I, the pyro actually forced you to get longer time to shoot him. Yeah. You, Cause you can't leave at certain times. You do, I mean, I could have stay. It's kind of weird. You kind of have to think, all right, how long should I be up here? How long is overdoing my stay? How close can I get to him? All these things that you kind of want to just keep your, it's like, I was stressed that day. It was stressful. When I got that shot, I was super happy and I was like, all right, I'm good. I'm out. Like if I get a portfolio shot on a night, I'm good. So um, that for me was portfolio. And uh, to me, everything has to be perfect. So if uh, everything's perfect, then we're good. <laughs> this, this is clearly portfolio. Even, even the symbols aren't blowing out. Um, it's just mm-hmm. a great balance. I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't want to see it because I, I don't want it to color my vision of this one. But when you saw this, obviously you shoot in color and you convert to black and white in post. Mm-hmm. So when, when you, you know, learning mode, as it were, when you're in Lightroom, when you're in Photoshop and you're looking at a shot like this one in front of us in color yeah, and you're deciding whether or not to leave a shot color or convert it black and white. And let's, let's take two types of shots off, off the table. And that is something that's either solid red or solid green, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. So not for rescue, for per aesthetic. Yeah, not for rescue, but for, for purposeful design. Mm-hmm. What made you go black and white on a shot like this? Well, I think it just, you want to show the shadows and highlights. They're the most important part of this image. And the color doesn't, you know, there's nothing in this image that if you see the color of it, you're really going to understand. It's not going to talk to you more. And to be honest, the color of this image straight out of camera, my white balance, I don't know, is that like 5,000, um, is like yellow. So the light, it's all yellow. It's kind of just like almost mono, almost a duotone, just orangish yellow everywhere. And it does look good in color too, but when something, when you put something in black and white and you're like, wow, that looks cool. And you really see the outline of his body, everything. I think that you, I think you see the image more clearly in black and white. And that's why I chose to do it. And for a while, I used to shoot all my camp photos in camera in black and white because my screen was broken, and I just stuck with it for a while. I think that was like in 2009, 10. And then for a while, I just did everything in black and white, and I got tired of it after a while. I was like, what am I doing? I just did it without reason. So now I always start in color, and I always check black and white to see if it looked better. And you shoot raw, right? Yeah. Okay. I think we should just agree that everyone should be doing that, and it shouldn't be a question anymore. <laughs> yeah. Even people who say to me, I need to turn around, you know, JPEGs really quick for a service. And I understand that if you're shooting for an agency and you got to turn well, around. How much closer, how much slower is it? Well, that, and that's, that's my argument is I can <laughs> import all of those into Lightroom and just immediately, instantly export them as JPEGs. Or just shoot JPEGs. And I can, have a, I can have a preset, do a lot of what I would normally do as far as clarity and vibrance and color yeah. import and then just export them. It's not a lot of difference to me, but. Yeah. Um, so I love the shot. Thank you. And clearly a portfolio shot and people need to see more of your work. Um, and you. not only your photo work, but all of your products, your, your magazine, which <laughs> is your music photographer magazine, you've got clothes. That's one of your beanies you've got on, right? Yeah. It says my name on it, but I just decided to put it backwards because okay. 
Um, you've got <laughs> your lens that. bracelets, you've got yeah. t-shirts, you've got, I mean, you've got all kinds of stuff. So thank you. Where can people find, uh, more information about you? Just my name.com Adam Omakias.com. Pretty, pretty simple. And, um, sorry, I'm covering my face here. Um, I'm like sitting on my knees, so it's kind of like I can relax. Um, yeah, AdamOmakias.com. I have everything on there. You know, I feel bad like pitching all my products, but I put time into them. I think that universally, um, my photo magazine kind of applies to everyone. Some of the merch might be a little bit, I mean, it just really depends on how much of a fan you want to be, but the photo books that anybody can really enjoy are photo magazines. Yeah. The magazines you, you, uh, I have uh, issue number one that you were kind enough to give me you as just a have one. Yeah. And, and I, I pull it out and show people all the time because they are amazing magazines. And I love it, it. No matter what type of photography you do, these magazines will teach you how to be a better photographer. There's no question about it. Oh, um, okay. That's cool. So Adam It's E L M A K I A S. At Facebook, you're actually Adam L. Machias dot with the word dot spelled out com. Yeah. And pretty much everywhere else, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, it's just at L. Machias. Yeah. Oh, and one thing I want to throw out there too is your YouTube is, is a, just a huge bundle of free stuff. You used to have a music photographer DVD. That's actually on YouTube for free now. Um, yeah. On Instagram, you do photo challenges, which I think are great. Mm-hmm. You get a good response on those? Yeah, pretty good. That's kind of a learning process right now, but we've done three sets of 10. So 30 of them so far and about 1500 people play each time. We'll see. We'll see what happens next time. And then we do one in real life. Yeah. Uh, dude, I really appreciate your coming on with me, man. Well, thank you. My pleasure, Steve. It's always it, good to talk to you. It's just like I, hanging out with you, but on video. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, we're there <laughs> and yet, we're not. Yes. Uh, so thanks again to uh, my guest, Adam L. Machias, for joining me. Make sure that you join me next time because on every single episode, we try and get inside the mind of a great photographer by taking a closer look behind their shot. I'm Steve Brazel, your host. We'll talk to you again next time. Mm-hmm.